day on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's a a great day today in Thailand, a great day right around the world, of course, as we find out that uh, all of the soccer team and the coaches have been successfully rescued from the uh, cave situation in Thailand. Uh, Yesterday, Greg Moore was with us. He's the Northeast Coordinator for the National Cave Rescue Mission. We wanted to touch base with Greg again uh, in light of the the news that uh, things have finally been set up here and uh, and cleared up. Greg, thank you so much for jumping in again today. Really appreciate the time. I'm glad I could be here, Bill. Uh, good to talk to you again. Yeah, and and a great news story. I got to ask you right up front. You know, when you and I talked yesterday, I think they had rescued about eight, and there were still a number of kids, and and obviously the coaches still to go. Uh, it seemed to me as if the, the 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 operation went faster today than yesterday. Did you get that impression? Yeah, I saw several reports that uh, things went faster, actually, the second time around when they got the uh, uh, second set of four out, and then today even faster. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, at this point, they've gone through the evolutions multiple times. They know where the slow points are and perhaps how to speed those up. So uh, fortunately, they gained a lot of experience as they went through this and were able to move much faster. So I, I I don't I don't want to call yesterday as a dry run, but the, obviously the, you know they they would have articulated at that point. Okay, here's where the rough spots are. The other element that I think you talked to us about yesterday is they actually moved the uh, the the kids that were remaining in the cave. They moved them up to a, what they thought was going to be a safer point. I, I'm sure it was only a matter of a couple of hundred meters, but uh, I guess any distance they can actually move a little closer to the to the to the end game here is going to be beneficial to them. Uh, certainly, yeah. Um, you know, we we tell folks in our rescues a lot of times. You know, the closer you can get to the entrance, even if it's just you know moving slowly, the faster we can get you out when uh, the time comes. So, any movement that they were able to make in the last twenty four hours certainly would have helped them in uh, today's uh, exercise. It's uh, the, it's amazing to me, and the, the reports we've heard anyway. I mean, all these, all the people that were in the cave are obviously going to be, t- be taken to hospital for evaluation, but it seems as if they're in relatively good health. Is that surprising to you? Uh, not entirely. Um, I mean, it, there are going to be some long-term health uh, concerns that they're going to be looking at. Um, I was reading one article. There's a fungal disease known as histoplasmosis that sometimes can be found in caves. So they'll be monitoring for that. But, you know, fortunately, these were all, you know, young kids in the uh, kind of prime of their health and Basically, you know, they sat and stayed in one spot, so there wasn't much opportunity for any, you know, traumatic injury um, other than just, you know, being scared and cold. So I'm very hopeful that, uh, you know, we'll start hearing about them being released from the hospital the uh, next several days. Talk to us a little bit about the team that was involved in this. I know you touched on it yesterday. I mean, you're well acquainted with, with processes and situations like this. But uh, I mean, these were these were these were obviously they were cave rescuers. They were uh, former Navy SEALs. I mean, there was there was obviously an aqua element to this too because of the flooding that had occurred like this, and 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 the coordination that has to go into place to to have an operation like this be as effective as this one was. Yeah, and I, I think that cannot be overemphasized. Is a lot of this really comes down to the coordination uh, in any cave rescue operation. You often are bringing in team members from outside the area. For example, even though I'm based in New York, um, I happened to be in uh, the Tennessee, Alabama area for two different uh, operations and got brought in just because I was in the area. Here in the U.S., and uh, I believe Canada does something similar. We have something called the Instant Command System. But, you know, fortunately, we all speak the same language. In Thailand, they had the added complication of, you know, cavers and divers from around the world uh, speaking in multiple languages. So besides the coordination, they also had to coordinate uh, the language between the divers and everybody like that, you know, between the English and uh, uh, native-speaking uh, Thailand divers. 
Uh, and obviously the, the language is one aspect of this, but obviously coordinating the efforts, who's going to do what, obviously has to be a big part of that. I mean, this this was a very intricate operation. You had those who were probably experienced in cave rescue, I would think, Greg, but at the same time, you had uh, some of the divers that probably hadn't done a whole lot of this stuff, and this is a new environment for them. And uh, it, it's remarkably uh, impressive, really, how well they and how well coordinated they all worked on this. It, it really is. Uh, you touched upon a, a great point there, you know, Cave divers are used to working in uh, these sort of conditions, very tight, narrow passages. And I think we talked yesterday that, you know, the Thai Navy SEAL divers, and I believe there were some other SEAL divers from Australia, are not necessarily equipped to work in cave passages, but they obviously picked up the skill sets very quickly and were able to uh, commingle their uh, skills and uh, resources uh, effectively. And then, of course, all the other resources. You know, there were literally... I believe in yesterday's operation, over 100 people in the cave, uh, most of them not divers, but simply support folks, carrying equipment, making sure the pumps for the water uh, continued to run, probably bringing food and air tanks as deep in as they could so that the divers, when they got to the water, uh, could take advantage of them staged inside the cave. And, and we talked about some of the hazards in this, and uh, you know, as we've seen some of the pictures now with the, the rescue operation completed, uh, some of the video from this, and it's, it's really remarkable. And, and you touched on this yesterday, that uh, uh, this is not just a matter of, okay, you go underwater for a little bit and just carry out through the cave. Uh, there, there, there were jagged rocks above them as, as they were going through there, so they had to be cognizant of that. Uh, I mean, that could rip a, a, an airline, could injure people significantly. And we were told that the, one of the pinch points, I guess, one of the significant pinch points on the way out of here, it was only a 15-inch uh, gap that they had to crawl through to get into this. I mean, this, that's pretty challenging. It's extremely challenging. Uh, you know, we're used to seeing in the movies, you know, divers have the tanks on their back and like that. And cave divers generally don't have that luxury. Often they will do what's called a side mount setup where they have tanks um, on either side of their waist. But even in this case, apparently it was so tight that they were removing the tanks and pushing them in front of them and then following the, uh, the tanks through. And that's extremely challenging for an experienced diver. And the fact that they were able to get, you know, the 12 boys and the coach through this uh, safely and effectively, I think is nothing short of amazing, shows the degree of training that they had and the degree of confidence that they built up with the uh, boys and coach that they rescued. What's it like for the divers in, in a situation like this? It's got to be awfully gratifying. I mean, to, you know, I don't want to go into the old cliche of, hey, it's Miller time now, but I mean, the, the, you know, the, the ten- intensity that they have gone through with this operation over the last little while, it's got to be it's got to be tough to unwind. You can't just walk away and say, well, that's that for the day. You know, that, let's move on to the next job. There's There's got to be a period here of decompression uh, psychologically for these guys. Yeah, there's there's a lot that's going to be go, going through them. Uh, one of the things that we often tell folks after rescue is go take a nap. And it sounds kind of cliche, but the truth is often you've been working uh, with adrenaline running through your system and you lose track of exactly how tired you are. So I, I think you're right. It's not Miller time just yet. They're probably, quite honestly, once they're getting out of the cave, uh, finding a cotton, falling asleep and trying to catch up on sleep. And then over the next couple of days, they'll get together with their buddies, uh, talk about what happened, probably uh, share a few beers among them, and uh, start to decompress that way. But I suspect right now a lot of them are just coming off that adrenaline high and trying to uh, get a little sleep in there before they uh, can uh, relax. Well, they're the real heroes in this whole story, and it's, a, it's just a remarkable story and a, and a fabulous outcome to see that everybody got rescued, everybody appears to be okay, and and we can all move on from this. Greg, it's been fabulous and, and so helpful to have your input into this. Thanks so much again for the time today. 
Great, no problem. I'm glad I could help. And have a good day. You too. Thanks a lot, Greg Moore, Northeast Coordinator with the National Cave Rescue Mission. And uh, as you, uh, if you haven't heard, the good news is, of course, everybody from the cave down in Thailand has now been rescued. The coaches are out. The players are out. And uh, everybody seems to be okay, although there could be some lingering infections, as uh, Greg already alluded to. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.